Welcome to Facts Matter, the podcast discussing Michigan public policy through a research lens. Facts Matter is brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan, the 106-year-old independent nonprofit research organization that provides unbiased information on the significant issues concerning state and local government organizations and finance. Our research can be found at crcmich.org. Now, let's dive into the facts that matter. Welcome to another edition of Facts Matter. I'm Monique Mansfield, the Communications Liaison for the Citizens Research Council, and today we have Jill Roof, Research Associate at the Citizens Research Council. Jill, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Perfect. And you actually did a piece on one of my favorite topics, um, the Federal Infrastructure Act and the Public Transportation in Michigan. Um, can you explain why this is so important? Um, well, this is important because public transportation and improving our infrastructure is important. Um, we did a report back in 2019 looking at regional transportation in Michigan's urban areas and found that improving regional transportation um, is not only critical, but also would require changing the way we view, govern, and fund public transportation. So funding is a big part of that. And what is the biggest issue right now with Michigan transportation and infrastructure? Well, the easy answer is funding. Um, but like I said, we found that more than just adding funds into the mixture, we need to look at public transportation holistically and regionally and um, to solve all the different problems and really improve it. So first of all, public transportation is often viewed by policymakers and citizens as a social welfare program across the United States aimed at improving limited mobility or at providing limited mobility for those without any other options. In comparison, in many other countries, uh, in European countries and Canada, communities view public transportation as a vital public utility. So these are very different ideas about what public transportation is. Um, categorizing it these services as part of a social safety net rather than as a public utility has implications for how they're provided. So public transportation services are heavily subsidized, but it is also a highly scrutinized political issue. So to attract choice riders, those that have other transportation options and to expand services, public transportation needs to be viewed as an important public utility and a vital part of the private and public transportation networks. Second, we need to look at how public transportation is governed, how regional transportation is governed. It's fragmented with authority shared among the state, regional governments, local governments, and transit providers. So this fragmentation can lead to confusion, gaps in services, overlapping services, and challenges for riders. So we found that regional governance is critical but it requires that state and local policies adopt a broader focus on, on regional transportation, planning and zoning and related policies. So it demands collaboration among units of government and transit providers uh, and regional governance will likely require the state either mandating or incentivizing some form of regional governance and regional authority over transportation and related policies. Um, but the, the big barrier to providing effective public transportation services is finding adequate and reliable sources of operational funding. 
So funding like governing for public transportation um, is fragmented and comes from all levels of government, federal, state, local, and regional. The property tax, which is the main local funding source, is insufficient. Regional funding is a prerequisite for regional transportation. So this can include multiple different tax options and tax-based sharing, but it can be difficult in fractured communities and regions. So lack of reliable operational funding for regional transportation is frequently identified as a major barrier to providing efficient and dependable services and contributes to the difficulty in attracting choice riders. And what are some of the, the benefits um, that Michigan and its transit system can receive, will receive from the Federal Infrastructure Act? Like what are some of the key benefits? Okay, well, while I said initially that funding alone was not the only problem with regional transportation, the lack of funding for public transportation services is definitely a big part of the problem. In its 2021 report card for America's infrastructure, the American Society of Civil Engineers estimated a transit backlog of $176 billion across the United States and estimated that it could grow to $270 billion by 2029. So the federal infrastructure bill will help with this, providing over $550 billion across the United States over five years to address long deferred infrastructure needs. Michigan is in line to receive 4.3 billion in added federal funding over this time with 2.6 billion of that allocated to all types of transportation. So while most of this funding will go to the federal highway apportionments, it does include $308 million in increased funding for public transportation over the next five years. And this is about a 43% increase from the last five year allocation. And clearly we have capital and infrastructure needs related to public transportation in Michigan and this funding can help with that and should help with that. It does have matching spending requirements, but we should be well positioned to meet those. Um, this funding could increase accessibility if it allows us to provide new bus routes, um, provide improvements to buses and facilities. And while this is all important, um, what we have found is public transportation really needs ongoing money for operations, uh, which this won't provide. Uh, ridership is not likely to increase without a sustained investment in operations, likely at the state or regional level, that will allow for more reliable, frequent transit options for riders. Increased ridership will also likely um, require increased invest investments in other transit-friendly land use policies. So prior to the Federal Infrastructure Act being passed, why was it so, or why has it been so difficult to fund infrastructure and transportation, transportation in Michigan? Like what have been some of the difficulties with that? Yeah, um, the difficulties re revolve around the fragmented nature of public transportation providers. So funding and governing needs to come at the regional level but we have a lot of local governments and local transit providers working independently and funding is approached from a more local level. So this can leave a central city to fund its public transportation without support from the surrounding region or it can lead to communities opting out of regional transportation um, services and funding them. 
so we found in our research that while regional, a regional funding model that includes tax-based sharing can be difficult to provide in fractured communities, it is necessary in order to connect transportation and mobility services across an entire region. Um, funding has also been made difficult by the fact that public transportation competes with so many other policies and programs for funding, including other transportation programs, such as road funding. Um, it was made difficult at the local or regional level because um, the main local funding source available to local governments and local transit providers and regional authorities providing transportation services is the property tax, which is overburdened because it is used to fund all types of local governments and services. It can also be a difficult funding source for public transportation because it is too connected to a person's home and any benefits received or not received by paying the tax are associated with that home. Public services like transportation provide benefits on a broad scale across the region, even if services are not equally accessible throughout the region. So some policy options that we identified to address these difficulties include allowing local governments and regional authorities to level levy new taxes in support of public transportation, such as sales, income, and smaller taxes. Um, this is not easy though. It would require state authorization to levy any new taxes, um, would may require amending the state constitution for a local sales tax, and then voter approval in any region that wanted to adopt a new tax. Other policy options um, include spreading the tax burden across multiple taxes rather than relying so heavily on one tax like the property tax, um, but we need to have tax options in order to spread the tax burden across multiple taxes. Also, um, we found some urban regions in other states would do what we call feathering the tax rate where local units that are farther from the urban center would pay lower tax rates. They would still support public transportation services, but the lower tax rates would reflect the fact that services decrease the farther you get from the urban center. And Jill, this, this question is just gonna be a little bit different, but um, if you can just adjust it, adjust it a little bit if you can, how does the funding for Michigan transportation differ from that of other states? Um, well, it would, you know, obviously it's going to depend on the state and the region that you're looking at that funding can differ, but I would say one of the biggest things is that a lot of other urban regions in other states have more tax options, so they may be levying a property tax, a small property tax in support of public transportation, but um, combining that with a sales tax or an income tax or vehicle registration fees or um, so they just have more tax options at the local and regional level to provide that ongoing operational support that public transit services need. And speaking of operational support, can you talk a little bit about the, the decline in ridership? Um, so I know Michigan has seen a, dec a decline in um, people utilizing public transportation um, prior to COVID. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, like you said, uh, ridership declines were being experienced prior to the pandemic. So um, I took a quick look at the data and total public transportation passengers declined from 82.1 million in 2018 to 81.4 million in 2019. Um, you know, that's a small decline, but small declines over the years can add up. It's still a decline. And it just reflects the challenge 
we face in providing reliable services across regions and attracting choice riders, those that have other options but would choose to ride public transportation. In 2020, total passengers declined to 51.6 million. This was definitely influenced by the pandemic, which saw transportation options limited during times of shutdown. And it's still an issue as some providers struggle with staffing of bus drivers and others amid COVID surges. Um, so it remains to be seen what will happen with ridership. And then Jill, if you don't mind me asking a somewhat personal question, do you rely heavily on public transportation? No, um, I live in West Michigan and we do have some, we do have a local public transportation, but we have limited services, limited availability, which has been even more limited due to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was involved in some meetings where we were working hard to get some public transportation services connecting Holland to Grand Rapids. Um, and unfortunately that was going on in 2019, 2020 and the pandemic kind of shut that down. But um, I used to live in Chicago years ago and didn't have a car and loved the transportation options there. And I would love to see more options here. And I can totally attest to that. Um, I lived in DC for a couple of years. And when I tell you, I literally never had to drive my truck. It mm -hmm. was so amazing. So um, thank you for that um, perspective on or insight on um, the Federal Infrastructure Act um, as it regards to public transportation in Michigan. Um, do you have any final thoughts or anything that you would like to share? Um, I would just like to say that, you know, there are people that question, you know, why do we need to support public transportation? Um, and I would say, you know, it, regional transportation provides benefits across the region, like we said, um, it makes the regions more attractive to visitors, to um, younger people. Um, but also, you know, there are, there are benefits for public transportation, um, including less stress on road and parking infrastructure and economic development benefits from enhanced transit services. Some people face real, real barriers to driving, whether that's uh, financial, owning and operating cars, age, being unable to drive, um, you know, but, but we just need to see it more holistically. So we're in a time where mobility options are expanding and changing with the advent of ride sharing, uh, bicycle scooter rentals, autonomous vehicles, and um, people, especially in big cities across the United States and in other countries are focused on multimodal transportation and picking the best options for each trip. Public transportation is part of that. Fixed route bus services, traditional transportation options are an important part of this new world of mobility um, and can be essential parts of a multimodal system if the services are reliable, dependable, um, and provided well. Thank you so much for that, Joe. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Facts Matter, brought to you by the Citizens Research Council of Michigan. See you next time.